Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on your favorite radio station, WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com, 1450 on the AM dial. That's where it's been since 1946. We don't want you to touch that dial. Uh, 103.9 FM in the uh, Concord area. 1019 FM in Manchester and well beyond. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me.com. Uh, I guess the big story statewide, maybe nationwide, uh, yesterday. Uh, was the fact that uh, Governor Chris Sununu endorsed Nikki Haley for president. And, uh, you know, Neil Levesque was on the show yesterday, the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. 24 hours ago, uh, Neil was on. And uh, Neil, and, and I think he's right about this, most endorsements uh, aren't worth the... Uh, you know, the paper it's written on, most endorsements are not. But I think this one, and uh, Neil uh, agreed, this one will carry some weight. Now, it will not be enough to uh, bring Nikki Haley into first place. I don't believe in the uh, New Hampshire primary coming up now in less than six weeks. But it will help. I think it separates her a little bit from the pack. And by the pack, I, I mean Ron DeSantis, uh, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, Asa Hutchinson is technically still in the race, but uh, I don't think he's making a whole lot of noise. But he's technically still in. Of course, you've got the elephant in the room, the former president Donald Trump, who is far and away the most popular Republican on the planet, whether you, you know, whether you think that's it should be that way, doesn't matter. Donald Trump is far and away the most popular Republican on the planet. The polls will tell you that. And right now, according to most polls, he is the most popular candidate to win the White House in November of 2024. That's what the polls tell you. Polls, as we all know, have been wrong in the past, and they may be wrong again. But right now, Donald Trump uh, is far and away... Uh, if you look at the polls and look at, you know, the New Hampshire polls specifically, because that's the one we're most interested in, uh, his popularity dwarfs the other candidates involved. But I do think that the endorsement of Chris Sununu, who is a, a great campaigner, great communicator, uh, he will, uh, you know, you know, give Nikki Haley, if she needed it, uh, more uh, credibility and uh, set her apart a little bit from uh, the DeSantis and uh, Ramaswamy 
and Chris Christie. So that's all. Uh, and I think it will uh, make that kind of difference. It probably won't make enough of a difference for her to win the New Hampshire primary if all things remain equal, if Donald Trump, uh, for some reason, uh, is booted out of the race because of his legal entanglements, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, Donald Trump appears destined to win the New Hampshire primary on January 23rd, less now than six weeks away. But the Sununu uh, endorsement is is significant. Uh, whether you like Chris Sununu or not, uh, he's a, still a very popular politician in the state. Many felt that he was going to throw his hat in the ring and run for president. But uh, obviously that is not the case at this, at this juncture of his political career. But there are a number of years ahead for uh, Chris Sununu to, uh, to consider that possibility. And, and remember, if, uh, if Trump wins, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be, if, if he should be our next president, I think he's definitely a one-termer. I, I don't know the legal ramifications. I mean, you can only serve two consecutive terms as president. But uh, I don't know if it's two terms, period. But anyway, don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, front page again. One of the most talked about stories in the area. The Andy Sanborn saga. And this from the uh, Concord Mor uh, Monitor today. This very morning, this Wednesday morning, December the 13th, Andy Sanborn had enough cash on hand and enough in other accounts that he was able to pay for purchases like a Ferrari for his wife and two Porsches for himself with his own money instead of the $844,000 in COVID relief funds he received and put into his general operating account, his legal team argued. Well, of course, they, the bottom line is, in the first place, casinos weren't supposed to get COVID relief. I mean, they can defend this guy all they want. He lied on his application to get the COVID relief, period. And he, he didn't put his establishment down as a casino. He listed it uh, as Win 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 LLC. And, uh, you know, what is done in that facility? Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, he wrote. Or checked off, whatever the case may be. The joint investigation by the New Hampshire Lottery Commission and the Attorney General's office found that when Sanborn received the relief funds on January 4th, 2022, his operating account showed only a balance of $917. That sounds like my bank account. However, according to Richard Maloney, Richard Maloney a certified public accountant who conducted a forensic analysis on uh, Sanborn, on Sanborn's behalf, uh, the commission overlooked pieces of the financial picture. Maloney argued that the commission failed to consider the cash on hand 
citing the presence of two safes and ATMs at Sanborn's Casino on South Main Street in Concord. Sanborn, the owner of the Concord Casino, stands to lose his gaming license and be barred from participating in the state's charitable gaming business model based on the outcome of the hearing. Both Sanborn and his wife, State Representative Lori Sanborn, who also operates the Concord Casino, were absent from the proceedings. Sanborn's health was cited as the reason. On the second day of the hearing, uh, which was yesterday, the state's lawyers maintained that Sanborn came up with schemes to self-deal the COVID funds back to himself. The commission said the allegations of defrauding a federal, a federal agency fall within its purview because it wants all licensees uh, to comply with the law. And obviously he didn't because he runs a casino. Casinos weren't on the list of places that get COVID relief. Case closed. All this other ancillary talk and discussion is to me should be rendered meaningless. He lied on his application to get COVID funding. He loses his license. He's done in the casino business, okay? If if it goes otherwise, then you have to start thinking, you know, how how did this go the other way? How is he able to maintain his license? How is he able to continue operating a casino? on South Main Street in Concord and expanding his empire, which he wanted to do anyway, to uh, the junction of uh, pretty much Loudon Road and Sheep Davis Road, Route 106. He, he should not be allowed to do those things. He can move on, and I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a federal crime. You're, you're lying to the government. It would seem to be, I mean, if it was you or me, we'd, we'd be in the slammer already. But apparently, Mr. Sanborn has friends in high places. At any rate, the saga continues. And the final decision on the case is expected to be given before the end of this calendar year. When Sanborn's license is expected, uh, when uh, the, the license is going to expire. Following the decision, each party will have a 10-day window to appeal the decision. Uh, to me, uh, I mean, there are so many things here in this story uh, that it's, it boggles the mind. It really does. But the bottom line is he deceived the government in receiving over $800,000 in COVID relief fund, uh, you know, funding. What he did with that money, I guess that's subject to question. But he had the money, and he was... Yeah, well, hey, listen, it's crazy that it's gone on this far, really. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 
Exciting time of year for uh, local sports fans. As the uh, high school hockey season will get underway in earnest tonight. Well, actually in Concord, not in earnest, but it will uh, get underway in uh, Concord. As the uh, Crimson Tide will take on the Cougars. No, 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 no. The Jaguars. I'm sorry. The Jaguars of uh, Wyndham High School. Or is it Windham? Speaking of that. Speaking of that, is it Wyndham or is it Windham? Now, uh, uh, Jamie Staten, longtime uh, WMUR sports guy, now news anchor. Well, he's from what I call Wyndham, but he calls Windham. And it seems as if you are a native of that city, as he is, they tend to call it Windham. And the rest of us, or at least most of us, uh, the, most people I've come in contact with, uh, call it Wyndham, if they call it anything at all. But that is not an issue in front of our state legislature. But something along those lines is. This is from uh, WMUR, New Hampshire's capital city has a unique power for those who know the Granite State well. Mispronouncing Concord is a quick way to tip off a local that you are likely new or visiting. How many times have we heard it been referred to our capital city as Concord? Concord, not Concord. Concord. Well, uh, the often flub city name was introduced uh, following a bitter border dispute in the 18th century. It was named the state capital a few decades later in 1808. Since then, the name Concord has been the subject of countless mispronunciations, most notably Concord, similar to the bird or the famous supersonic plane the Concord. And I know for sure they pronounce uh, Concord, uh, California. But by the way, there are a total, and I looked this up, there are 31 places named Concord in the United States, or Concord. Because in California, it's always been referred to as Concord, uh, California. Now, Massachusetts, it's Concord, like the Battle of Lexington and Concord, right? I guess some people say Concord there uh, as well. But a state representative and Concord native is trying to put any confusion on the correct pronunciation to bed. Democratic Representative Eric Gallagher has introduced a bill for the 2024 session that would codify the correct pronunciation of his hometown along with the correct pronunciation of the state of New Hampshire. Do, do people confuse that as well? New Hampshire? New Hampshire? Well, anyway, uh, Gallagher said it's very common to notice when a presidential candidate is coming to visit, you'll hear them pronounce Concord as Concord. This is a bill in the legislature, for, folks. For those who say we have too many state reps, you might be right. This is a bill in the legislature. The bill would call for Concord and New Hampshire to be written with the international 
phonetic alphabet, a universal system designed to standardize pronunciation. Are we going to spend time on this? Well, hey, we're, we're talking about it this morning, right, on WKXL? Now, Gallagher acknowledged other bills, including uh, ones he has submitted, will have a more important and significant impact on the business of the state, but said he hopes the bill can bring some clarity to his hometown. Oh, there you go. Uh, it, it, you, you've heard it. You, you've heard it from outsiders who come in and say Concord. Uh, New Hampshire. Does anybody say New Hampshire? I know a former Boston radio personality who, who used to say that, but just said it in sort of a, a kidding way. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. You know, a lot of people from Massachusetts call it New Hampshire. Uh, because of their Boston accent, right? But I, you don't hear New Hampshire mispronounced very often. Concord, <laughs> well, you hear it from people who uh, are new to the state or you know presidential candidates, but uh, Concord in New Hampshire. Wyndham is another story. Is it Wyndham or Windham? Anyway, if you have any ideas, 603-224-1450, 603 603- 224-1450 is the number to call if you would like to be a part of this program on a Wednesday morning. I did mention that the uh, local hockey season begins tonight. And because of that, uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program, not too much later on in the program, uh, Duncan Walsh is going to be joining us. Dunk Walsh, who looks like, you know, he could still play the game. He played it very well when he was at the... Uh, uh, Bishop Brady High School in Concord and at uh, Plymouth State, then college, now university. But Dunk Walsh is starting. Now, now how, how old do you think this makes me feel? Duncan Walsh is beginning his 34th season, 34 seasons now, as head coach of the Concord High Crimson Tide hockey team. I did some of his high school hockey games on the radio. So how old do you think that makes me feel, knowing that he's been coaching now for 34 years? At any rate, we'll speak with Dunk about his team and, uh, and the loss of Brooks Craig, who uh, had four magnificent years at Concord High School. Uh, maybe, uh, well, I think there's no maybe about him. One of the uh, best players in the history of the school, uh, Brooks Craig, who has graduated now. Uh, he uh, led the team to three championships in four years. He's graduated. He has gone on to Merrimack College in Massachusetts, not to play hockey, but to play baseball. So we wish him well and, uh, uh, yeah, Brooks just was just unbelievable uh, as as a hockey player and uh, a leader of the team, and he will be sorely missed. But you know that under the tutelage of Duncan Walsh, uh, the team will still be a very, very competitive one, despite uh, losing a number of seniors, including Brooks Craig, uh, to graduation. But they will be highly competitive, as always. And they open up tonight at the Everett Arena. 7.30 is the face-off time, taking on 
the Jaguars. Or is it Jaguars? <laughs> you hear that both ways, too, right? Jaguars and Jaguars of Wyndham or Windham High School. So that'll be tonight at the Everett Arena. The puck will drop at 7.30. And uh, the Bow Falcons, they will be at Exeter tonight, at the rinks of Exeter. Uh, their face-off time will be at uh, 8 o'clock. And uh, other games tonight, Bishop Brady, Merrimack Valley, uh, Concord Christian at Nashua North slash Sauhegan. And it's uh, Bishop Brady. The, here's the team. Bishop Brady, Merrimack Valley, Concord Christian Academy at Nashua North, Sauhegan. A lot of uh, cooperative uh, hockey teams are out there uh, these days because uh, you know uh, some schools are too small to field uh, a, a hockey team on their own, so they combine with other schools, and it's a great idea. It is a great idea. Otherwise, these uh, youngsters would not uh, have the opportunity to uh, be able to play the great game of hockey if they didn't have that uh, cooperative cooperative, uh, hockey uh, situation here in the state of New Hampshire. All right. We will take a break. Coming up after the break, we'll talk with Dunk Walsh, head coach of the Concord High Hockey Crimson Tide. We'll do that. Right after these words, Kale and Company live here on WKXL. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And it's opening night for the high school hockey season. And always uh, a date that we circle on the calendar. And uh, joining us is a gentleman who has uh, circled that, that date for many, many years now. Uh, Duncan Walsh, the head coach of the Concord High Crimson Tide. Dunk, good morning to you. Good morning, Ken. It's great to have you with us. As always, Dunk starting his 34th season. Am I correct about that, Dunk? 34 years? Yes, you are. (laughs) Behind the bench. Now, and and, you know, I I mentioned uh, during the the first portion of the show today, it looks like you could still go out there and play. And I know you. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, I, uh, I've given that up a few years ago. I had knee replacement two matches uh, 18 months ago, so I uh, called my black ice career over when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said it looks like you could go out there. Okay. And play. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it anyway. Yeah, okay. But you still have that that youthful look, Dunk. At, yeah, oh, thanks. Thir- Thirty-four years behind the bench now. How old do you think that makes me feel? I know, and you called my games when I was in high school, as you know, and uh, so, so yeah, it's been a long time. It has been, and uh, you have been a part of the local scene and, and done just an amazing job at Concord High School uh, for for many years, and uh, there are always challenges, no matter how talented the team may be. Uh, the uh, the senior class that uh, graduated in June, uh, you know, was, was a, a, a very, very good one. It, and this is an amazing statistic, and I know you know it well, but just to share it with our listeners, that senior class 
lost five games in four seasons. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, the last four years, from especially starting 2019-20, uh, the 21-22, those four years, and it wasn't just the senior class. I mean, there was kids that graduated sure. a year before, Leon McGonagall and Alex Forward and Ryan Silbrick and the Drews, and um, there was so many other kids involved with all those wins, but obviously it goes, you know, Brooks is the one that he went the whole four years. So, uh, you know, he, he walks away with... You know, only five losses, but there's a lot of kids that contributed to that, obviously. Oh, absolutely, including three straight uh, titles along the way in, in those uh, four years. Uh, pretty amazing stuff, but as you mentioned, uh, Brooks Craig has graduated. He's gone off to Merrimack College uh, in Massachusetts to to play baseball, and uh, he's he's going to be missed, Dunk. Well, yeah, that's... that's <laughs> That's obvious. Um, but, you know, you move on. I mean, we've had a lot of good kids over the years that either have moved on to, you know, prep school, a junior, you know, the, the really, really good ones, or have graduated. And you know it's coming. It's, it's not like it's uh, – I can't sign these guys for eight- to ten-year contracts, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we've moved on. And, um, you know, he gets mentioned once in a while just because it's a reminder that, I mean, as good as he was, I mean, just offensively, he did so many other things. He was good in his own end. He played so hard, and um, everybody looked up to him. So now there's, there's guys that, you know, have to step in new roles, and we've had a pretty good preseason. You know, the guys have, have played hard and getting better, and we've got a lot of new guys. That, as far as we don't have that many new bodies. I mean, I think we have four new kids, but now there's some kids that are playing bigger roles, um, and, and we have some injuries. So we were starting the year kind of shorthanded, and this was due to, you know, Two kids getting hurt in the fall playing hockey and one kid getting hurt playing football. So we start the year, um, you know, missing a couple guys. But, you know, that's that's part of the game and everybody has injuries, so we're not going to use that as an excuse. We just got to go out and play hard and get better. And we start with with preseason favorite Wyndham tonight, so it won't be a tough game. Yeah, they uh, they are uh, shaping up to be uh, one of the top teams uh, in in Division One, no doubt about that. They they have uh, I think twelve seniors uh, on their team, and I guess they would probably think that this this kind of has to be their year. I noticed their roster: twelve seniors, no juniors. That's a that's kind of an amazing roster. But, yeah, yeah, I mean he he you can tell a lot. You know, the first year when uh, you know four years ago. They didn't. They only won a game or two, I think. And then as sophomores, they got better. Just missed the tournament last year. They made a big jump, finished second in the regular season, and then got upset in the in the quarters. So, um, you know, I'm sure they're motivated. You know, those kids and that at their town team like us. I mean, our kids generally stay, um, which which really makes a big difference because they're they're they not only play together but they're good friends and they hang out. And there's something to be said about that, I think. And, that's kind of what that has helped us over the years, I think. Yeah, no, that that is very true. That and that that has been a hallmark of of Concord High School, uh, for sure. We've seen a lot of departures, uh, you know, from uh, you know the schools in Manchester to go and, and and play at prep schools and and what have you. And it's kind of decimated the Manchester High School hockey programs. But uh, Concord, you've managed to keep them around, Dunk, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think they like playing here, and it's it's a fun place to play. And they, they like I said, they're with their friends, and and obviously, like some kids have to leave. Like Ryan Philbrick probably stayed too long because he, I mean, he as good as he was, 
you don't usually get a kid for three years at, at that level, but he's a hometown kid and loved playing with his friends. And, and he's, it, 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 it didn't hurt him. He's fine. He went to Cushing for two years, playing in the USHL, and going to UNH next year. So, you know, you know if, you, if you're good enough, I think they'll find you, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. But just, just going back to Brooks, you've had a lot of very talented players. You, you mentioned Ryan Philbrook, and, and uh, there are so many more over the years. How, do, how does Brooks Craig rank among the players you've had in your uh, 33 years, now 34th, behind the bench? I mean, he's right up there. You know, got to be top five. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to you know, when we have this argument. Like, like I talked to the kids that played maybe – graduated and like my son graduated in 2010 and and so I'm pretty close to all his buddies and they argue we were way better so it's hard to judge <laughs> you know now versus like I mean I was coaching in the 90s and I had Timmy Walsh and you know uh, Sean Whitehead and Matt Gray and Tara and Mickey and those guys I mean it's just it's hard to compare I think I mean and like I said we have these arguments all the time like within, within the kids that, that play for us jokingly you know that you know, we were better, and the league was better, and the schedule was tougher. I mean, so I don't know. The Brooks is—I don't care. I, I tell those guys, I don't care what team Brooks was on. He would have been a top player on any of the teams we've ever had. So, yeah, and and you mentioned uh, Timmy Walsh. You know, <laughs> and and he's now in his twenty-third year of coaching at at Bo. I know. It's amazing. I know. It is is unbelievable. Uh, Now, you have just just a handful, really, of of newcomers on the team uh, this year. Uh, uh, Can you tell us a little bit about some of those uh, players that we haven't seen before? Yeah, we have, um, well, we have a new goalie. Uh, um, He'll be, he's new to the game. I mean, we were, there's a goalie shortage at Concord High, so Noah Wyatt, kid that, this summer, just said I'll try playing goal, and he, so he's really brand new to it. And he's done okay. I mean, for a kid that's never played goal, it's not like you're picking the easiest position to play in hockey. Like at most, like unlike other sports, you got to start young because you got to learn how to skate. So um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Noah as far as varsity time, but he practices hard and he's going to play all the JV games. So um, he's a new kid on the team. Um, Jaden Haas is a kid that will probably be the most notable new kid. He's a freshman. He'll be playing second line right wing number five. Good, good player, good freshman. Um, you know, a tough kid and good skater and, and plays really hard. So um, we're looking forward to him contributing. Um, Sean Mulcairn is another freshman, and um, he he is currently injured, so uh, you won't see him tonight. And Ian Mammoth is another one, little freshman, um, good little player, just needs time. And, you know, like I said, and you know how it works. I mean, I mean, some freshmen jump right in and play a lot, but most, you know, you kind of got to take your time and, and get used to the, you know, because these kids are so used to playing just against their age group. All of a sudden you throw them out there, 14-year-old kid, they're playing against 17, 18-year-olds. So it's a little different. Yeah. And uh, uh, Lucas Mayer will be the, the number one goaltender. Yeah, Lucas is in there. He's, he's you know done pretty well in the preseason, and um, you know he's, he's he's a big kid, and um, he's definitely improved. Biggest thing is he's just lacking um, experience. Hasn't played a lot of a lot of games. I mean, he played one game last year. Yeah. Got in a couple others. Um, played the JV games, uh, but this year it's him, and he's only a sophomore. So you know we just gotta play well in front of him, help him out because he's he's new as far as um, getting to play at this level and. 
Um, he'll be fine. We just got to you know give him some confidence and um, you know play hard for him. So uh, five seniors on on the team have a couple of uh, injuries, uh, as as you mentioned. Who's who's hurt going into the season? AJ Dow, who's our first line left wing, he's uh, banged up his knee in the fall playing midget hockey. He is. We're probably shooting for mid January. He, uh-huh. he, I know his next appointment is January fifth. He's hoping to be cleared by then. Um, and then Trevor Craig, who's a junior. Um, broke his arm in two places playing football and went for a checkup last week and one of the bones didn't heal. So he's having surgery actually as we speak this morning. <laughs> so that's not good, but he'll be back uh, probably five or six weeks. So uh-huh. it's a tough loss for, you know, because they both huge contributors last year and guys with experience. So, um, we're missing those two tonight, so yeah. that's, that's big. No doubt about it, but the team will be very competitive. That That is for sure. There's no doubt about it because all Duncan Walsh teams are. And, Dunk, we wish you the best. We will, uh, we will see you tonight uh, at the rink. Okay, Ken, I'll see you tonight. All Thank right. You. I look forward to it. Thanks, Dunk. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Dunk Walsh, 34 years now. Head coach of the Concord High Crimson Tide. And tonight they take on the Jaguars of Wyndham High School. And as Doug mentioned, one of the favorites to uh, perhaps uh, win the, the title this year. But we shall see how it all plays out. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues right after these words. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. As we mentioned, Concord High uh, will open their uh, boys' hockey season tonight, 7.30 at the Everett Arena. A bow at Exeter at 8. And then uh, the combined team of Bishop Brady, Merrimack Valley, and Concord Christian at uh, Nashua North Sauhegan at 6:10. So uh, some local teams in action tonight. Had some uh, basketball uh, last night uh, locally. Trinity uh, defeated Concord 73-56. Goffstown over Bishop Girton 52-44. Bedford 85. Central 59. Memorial 79. Nashua South 71. Bow defeated John Stark 56-50. It was West over Laconia, 67-46. Pembroke Academy defeated Merrimack Valley, 57-44. Hopkinton over Raymond, 47-44. And Derryfield downed Holy Family, 49-47. That's the boys' side of the ledger. On the uh, girls' side, uh, Bedford a winner over Central West, 68-11. It was Goffstown, 47. Bishop Girton, 37 Concord, the Crimson Tide, uh, defeated Trinity, 67-39. Nashua South, 34, Memorial, 26. Plymouth just got by Bishop Brady, 51-49. It was Bow over John Stark, 51-38. Pembroke, 57, Merrimack Valley, 46. Hopkinton, 56, Raymond, 26. And Franklin over Pittsfield, 57-20 was the final score in that one. Uh, in sports news, the United States Youth Olympic men's hockey team was announced on Tuesday 
Uh, Gavin Weeks of Goffstown is going to be Team USA's goalie at the Winter Youth Olympic Games, which begin next month in South Korea. 15-year-old goes to Bishop Kearney Selects, which is a school in Rochester, New York. He uh, went to that school, uh, started there last year to pursue his hockey dreams. And I'm sure one of them has already come true, 15 years old, and he's going to be uh, one of the goalies on the Winter Youth Olympic Games held next month in Seoul, South Korea. So we'll be uh, watching for Gavin Weeks. And that's something that uh, Dunk Walsh mentioned is the the fact that uh, some of these players like Gavin Weeks from uh, Goffstown, well, I, I mean, uh, if he, uh, you know, uh, stayed a- at home and did not pursue his his dreams of perhaps going into professional hockey someday, I mean, he'd be the goaltender at Goffstown High. Uh, and uh, lots of... Uh, you know, the, the Manchester schools, uh, many of the Manchester schools have lost uh, players to, uh, to players that have gone on to prep schools and, uh, you know, played hockey at uh, what they feel is a, a higher level and, and is uh, a higher level of hockey at, at, the, uh, at the prep school level. But uh, at any rate, uh, that's, that's how the uh, Manchester used to be dominant. Uh, for for a number of years in uh, in hockey uh, on the high school level, but uh, then uh, ultimately so many of the players went uh, to uh, to prep schools, and uh, you know hoping to get uh, a Division One or maybe a Division Three scholarship uh, to uh, go on and, and play collegiately, and then uh, then maybe uh, you know in in junior leagues like we we have uh, in New Hampshire with the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. Uh, tier two junior hockey program, uh, and uh, so they they pursue their goals and their dreams. So uh, you can't blame them if they uh, if they want to uh, you know move on and and help further their careers if they have aspirations to uh, make hockey a career. Uh, at any rate, the uh, Golden Globes have been announced, and I'm sure our resident flick chick Kitty Ray will have uh, more on this. Uh, coming up on uh, on Friday's show, the Friday Fun Bunch, when uh, we'll be joined by Tom Raffio as well. Uh, best motion picture in the drama category. Here are the nominees. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a fall. I've only seen two of them, Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Of those two, uh, I I enjoyed uh, Killers of the Flower Moon more than uh, Oppenheimer, which was a you know an outstanding movie. Don't get me wrong, but if I had to choose one, uh, that would be it. A uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall, Annette Benning in Nyad, Greta Lee in Past Lives, and Kaylee Spanny 
I believe that's how you pronounce her name, Kaylee Spanny, in Priscilla, Priscilla Presley. She uh, portrayed uh, Priscilla Presley, the uh, wife of Elvis, uh, in the movie Priscilla. And, boy, I, I did see that movie, and she was absolutely spot on. I, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, and, and it's difficult when you're, you know, cast as someone who is extremely well-known, as is Priscilla Presley. I mean, it's, I, I don't know whether it's easier, that's probably the wrong word, but, you know, you're not, uh, if, if, you're, if you're playing someone who is somewhat anonymous, uh, you know, and, and just playing a, a role uh, in a movie uh, that, you know, people are, people are not familiar with, uh, that the character that you're playing, then maybe it makes that a little easier. But when you're playing somebody that, that is so high profile and, you know, people compare you to, oh, I, you know, that, that's not like Priscilla Presley, but this... This woman, uh, Kaylee Spanny, uh, was uh, spot on in her performance. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Uh, Cillian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Leonardo DiCaprio in Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Coleman Domingo in Rustin. Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers. And uh, Barry... Keegan, I believe his name is, in Saltburn. Uh, I only saw about two of those, uh, Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was great. So um, I'd, I'd give the nod to him, knowing uh, the, the limited information that I do. Uh, best motion picture, musical or comedy? Barbie was nominated. Barbie got a lot of nominations in the Golden Globes. Uh, Poor Things. American Fiction, The Holdovers, which I saw, uh, May, December, and Air, Michael Jordan story. Uh, so there you go. I've seen uh, Barbie. Well, well, I have to say, I, I, I was in the theater for Barbie, saw a late performance of Barbie, and slept through most of it. No, no reflection on the movie. I don't mean any reflection on the movie, just that I slept through it. <laughs> It had been a long day, folks. Uh, uh, the holdovers I saw, I thought that was terrific. The holdovers and uh, air uh, story about Michael Jordan. That was uh, that was uh, you know very good movie as well. Tough to choose, tough to choose. But we'll I'm sure talk more about that uh, when uh, Kitty Ray joins us on Friday for the Friday Fun Bunch right here on WKXL. Today, by the way, is the 13th of December, and for some unknown reason, I don't know who makes these things up, but for some unknown reason, it is ice cream day today. Ice cream day. I mean, in my world, every day is ice cream day. Uh, but uh, you've got to get some of that rum raisin to celebrate uh, ice cream day today. It's also National Cocoa Day. National Cocoa Day. Haven't had cocoa in a while. Uh, it's also uh, National Day of the Horse. It's, uh, let's see, National Violin Day. And it's National Popcorn String Day. I must confess, folks, I have never done one of those popcorn strings that so many people do 
around this time of the year. I, I don't have the either the uh, artistic ability to do it, uh, nor do I have the patience to do it. But it is National Popcorn String Day. You know, put those kernels of popcorn, uh, that, that popped corn on the string and put it around the tree. A lot of people do it. I've never done it. All right, that will do it for this edition of Kale and Company Live. Thanks to Dunk Walsh for joining us on the program to preview the Concord Eye Crimson Tide hockey team. And uh, thanks to you in particular.